Hello, LLI listeners. Welcome to season two of Lovely Linky Inspirations, the podcast. To my dedicated listeners, thank you for your support. To my new listeners, thank you for tuning in. So come now, join me as we encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Friday, LLI listeners. It's not Monday, but it's still within the week. So I promised that I would tape an episode for the rest of this month. So I'm fulfilling this promise. It's not Monday, but it is Friday. Okay. So for this episode, you will be hearing a Facebook Live where um, I was joined by members of Princesses and Ladies. Inc. As you know, I am the co-founder of Princesses and Ladies Inc. I co-founded the organization with my husband. However, uh, for this episode, I will be joined by Danielle Bungard. She is the current intern um, at Princesses and Ladies Inc. And a few young ladies whom we call the Ladies of Tomorrow, which includes Janessa Linky, Sarah Linky, Cheyenne Smith, and Mackenzie Watson. Mackenzie um, wasn't available for the live, but she did send in a a video which we played during the live um, discussion we had on Facebook. Anyhow, uh, we had a discussion about teen dating uh, violence because in addition to February being Black History Month, it is also Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Uh, you can find Princesses and Ladies Inc. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. But for now, listen in as these young, intelligent women um, discuss teen dating violence. Remember, this was a Facebook Live taping, so please excuse any moments of technical difficulties. But I promise you, you are going to enjoy this episode. Share with every adult that you know. Share with every young person, male and female, that you know. It will truly... um, give them some tips and ideas and really spark discussion discussions around um, teen dating violence. It is a thing. It is something that is happening um, and you will be surprised by the stats. So listen in and share. Until next time. Oh, we are live. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Come on in. Come on in. Join us. All our Facebook family, princesses and ladies, family. So please join us. Uh, uh, please share. I'm going to share to my page now. I'm going to go do so that. So we right are going to start at six o'clock. You're doing that, Miss Danielle? Yep, I'm doing it right now. We're going to start at six. So come on in to hear um, our young people talk. Okay, share. So one of our young ladies sent in a video because she wasn't able to join us. I'm going to play that video um, later on. So come on in, come on in everyone. Give us some time. There we go. 
people waiting to come into the room. Setting up here. Probably gonna put my headphones in so um then my son Sarah can talk. So we're here and we hope you can join us, share with someone, support our young people. So please share with someone and um join in the discussion. We're gonna do our best to try and watch the room to see what's happening if anyone <laughs> have any questions and um yeah in a couple minutes we're we're going to start um hopefully you saw all our pictures we're all in orange orange we're gonna have miss danielle talk about why we're in orange today shortly mm -hmm. uh, she has done a lot of research on uh, what month this is and why we needed to wear orange today so hopefully you all wore your orange or if you didn't you can go put some orange <laughs> on now <laughs> not too late not too late not too late but come on in and join us let me make sure this is on a couple minutes couple more minutes i have to start getting some music while we're waiting I'm trying to think of a power song but next time. So we're in and I'm able to see here. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Have a good topic that we're gonna talk about today. And we're just giving you a couple more minutes to get to 6 p.m. Central Time. Join us, join us. Share, young people, get on. Y'all want, we, uh, we want some young people in the discussion. We want some adults in the, we want all, oh, everybody in the discussion. <laughs> Come on in and be a part of the discussion with us. So we're just almost there. Like I said, we're waiting to start till, till six. So we're just giving everyone ch um, a chance to come in. So just come on in. Mm -hmm. We are talking about something that's very important and something that many people don't want to talk about. It's taboo, but we really need to talk about it because it's affecting our young people. So no sense in not talking about it. They're talking about it. They're experiencing it. And we need to be a part of the discussions and who else better than the young people and then those of us who are um, parents and family who love the young people so join us share come on come on i'm gonna break out in singing i love to sing i wish i could sing i think i can sing <laughs> okay so we are at six o'clock and so I'm going to turn the floor over quick to Danielle. Danielle is just going to give us a, a quick overview of what the month is. I'm putting Danielle on the spot as always. They do their best. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, okay. <laughs> the intern life, like in full <laughs> 100, right, Danielle? <laughs> exactly. That's okay with me. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so like Cynthia said, I am Danielle. I am the intern this year, if you didn't, um, didn't know that already. 
Um, we are gathered here on Facebook Live today because February is um, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. A few months back, we talked about Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and this month is focused strictly on teen dating violence. That's why we're wearing our orange today because today is Wear Orange Day. Um, hashtag um, Orange for Love because um, love does not need to hurt. Love is respect and love can be great. Um, so we wanted to have a discussion with the wonderful ladies of tomorrow to talk about how teen dating violence maybe they have seen in our in the day um, or in their, their day to day, how teen dating violence is represented in movies and media, how relationships are, and what a healthy relationship can look like. Yeah, yeah. So did I cut you off, Danielle? I felt like I no. cut you. Okay. No, okay. I was. No, you're good. <laughs> So did you go over the hashtag? So there's two hashtags, Danielle. What do the hashtags mean? They, so there's hashtag love is respect because we want to make, like love does not just mean that you love somebody and that, oh, I'm sorry. That love no is, <laughs> love is respect. Love does not mean that you have to work hard. You know, like love can be hard, but love also means, uh, means a two-way street of respect. You should respect the person that you are loving and they should be respecting you. And if they don't respect you, then it's not true love. And that's not love worth um, to, keep, to keep seeking out. Yeah. And then orange, hashtag orange for love. Um, orange is the color of teen dating violence awareness. And, you know, we're, so we're wearing orange to represent the love that each, each of our teens can one day, you know, find um, in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And those of you out there who are dating, you know, as Miss Danielle said, you know, what's our definition of love? And, you know, many of us, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, when we were younger, what, you know, if a boy hits you, it's because he likes you and he thinks you are cute. Mm -hmm. And what that can do to us as we get older, right? Because they come and they punch us, they come and they hit us and they run. And so does that have an effect on us? And, and a little later, one of the other lot um, ladies uh, she couldn't be here, so she sent in a video and she made reference to that, right? And how we define what um, love is. I love you, so I'm jealous. I love you, so that's why I hate you. I love you, that's why I rudely correct you. And so all of these things, is that really the definition of love? And so we have to define love for what um, love really is. So I'm going to shut up. I'm an old person. <laughs> This is about the young folks. So young people, which one of you young ladies want to start? I love you all looking so fab. Don't they miss Danielle? Oh, They're looking so fab in their they look orange. Great. Like, yeah. Those are good colors on you ladies too. You got to wear orange yes. more. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, boom. <laughs> it's a fight back color. Like orange is truly boom. <laughs> Okay, so which one of you ladies want to start off? Introduce yourself um, for us. We see your names on the screen, but introduce yourselves. Um, tell us what grade you were in, if there's any fun thing you want to say about yourself, and then kind of dive into the conversation. We asked you guys to come with three um, thoughts, three ideas, three, three something that you want to talk about in relation to youth, um, youth violence. What it is, youth dating violence. Youth dating violence. Thank you, Danielle. See, I love Danielle. I need Danielle. I don't know what I'm going to do without Danielle. <laughs> She's no longer here. Okay, so Mrs. Miss Cynthia is going to be quiet. Which one of you young ladies want to start? 
Um, I guess I'll go first because I had something that came to my mind when you guys were talking about like love is respect and like love shouldn't hurt. You know, like the first Corinthians, like three, four through eight. So I saw this, I can't remember where I saw, but it was like, if you take the word love, like love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy and replace it with someone's name. Like Sierra is patient, mm. Sierra is kind, Sierra does not envy. Mm. And if that person doesn't match those attributes, then you know that it isn't love. So I thought that was like wow. a good way to like open it and like to tie it back to something we all kind of know and can reference back to. I- I love that. I really, really love that, Janessa. And so I'm looking up my Bible app that we're, I'm going to come back to that um, as we talk, because I want to us to verbalize that. And for those of you who want, you know, of faith and want to look in your Bible and see that, you can do that. But that's really, really good. Yeah, I, lo- I really love that. So if you, if you put the person's name in, Janessa, and it does not apply, if they're not patient, if they're not kind, it's like, kicking them to the curb right not yeah. physically kicking them to the curb because we're talking about <laughs> not being violent here but yeah love I love that okay yes anything else you want to add um well I don't know if someone else wants to go or do I just say all my po- well first of all my name is Janessa I'm, I'm a senior I forgot to say that but yeah like keep going Go ahead, go ahead, warm them up. At least give them one because you're the oldest one on. Warm them up for us. Okay, so one of the points I had, I hope no one else had this, but it was that there is multiple types of violence. It isn't always like physical. It can be emotional. It can be verbal. Um, and also to note that it's not all who are like the, not the perpetrators, like the ones um abusing their like in the relationship they can sometimes be like girls I've had guy friends who who they're like yeah my girlfriend's kind of verbally abusive and I'm like oh I'm so sorry but we never really hear that side so I think it's important to acknowledge that it's not always um girls even though most of the times you know most cases are that but it's not always that um yeah I, I think that's a good point Janessa and we we need to speak more on that because if there is guys out there boys young men out there teenagers and um it's always the girls you know that we highlight then they may feel like I can't talk about that because does that make me weak if my girlfriend or you know or whosoever I'm with at the time is talking to me a certain way or is physically abusing or emotionally abusing me so I think the more we highlight that this do happen to um teenage boys as well it brings light to it and it makes it more com. It's never comfortable, but I guess it probably makes it easier for them to say, I am one, right? It's just a room of girls and I'm the only guy, you know, something is wrong with me. No, nothing is wrong with you. You're not the only one. And if you're the only one standing up and speaking out, you are brave and we acknowledge you and we appreciate the fact that you speak up. You know, if you're the only one, be the one for other young men who are scared um, to speak up. And Genesee, you also made a very good point and we've began to talk about this more, not just only for teens, but for adults too, that um, abuse is not only physical, right? Because many times I know I've heard people say, well, he doesn't hit me. He just talks mean to me or he acts like he's going to hit. He throws stuff at me or she throws stuff at me, but they don't really hit me. It's a sock. They only threw a sock at me. That's soft. That doesn't hurt. Right? I have no bruises, but words do do damage. And if someone is talking down to you, that can um, really mess with your um, mental um help your mental functioning how you see yourself so that becomes and your emotions right because that plays on your emotional 
emotions and your psychological um, thoughts, right? So abuse comes in, in many, many forms, right? So it's good that we highlight that. You don't have to have any physical abuse, bruises to be abused, yeah. If I may add a point too, like something that um, it's newer because of social media, digital abuse is now a big thing, you know, because if your boyfriend or girlfriend is limiting who you can follow on social media, if they're like, oh, you liked their posts, you know, or you commented on these things, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. Like, those are things that you don't, you don't think about, you know, but that is a form of abuse because they are controlling you and manipulating you in a certain way. Oh, wow. I love that. You see why we need young people? Because mm-hmm. for me, that wasn't a thing back when I was yeah, a teenager. It's new. it's new. Oh, my goodness. Young people, let's let's talk about that. Have you um, heard of anyone d- dealing with that? Janessa, I saw you were like, yeah, <laughs> that's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I know one of my friends, um, they were in a relationship with someone who was like very controlling. We have been friends since like, elementary school so of course like we had followed each other on social media but like I noticed you know he kept like unfollowing me and then following me again like it kept going back and forth and I was like oh my gosh so I like asked him one day I was like um is are you okay like what's happening he's like oh yeah like my girlfriend doesn't like me following people certain people and so but I don't want to unfollow you because we're friends and I was like oh no like it's okay don't worry about it I hope like you know you work it out whatever um, so yeah, that is a real thing that people do like struggle with or like um, they can't post certain things. Like I know a lot of girls will be like, oh yeah, I can't post this picture because my boyfriend doesn't like it or whatever. But it's like a person shouldn't be limiting what you want to do if that makes you happy and if you're comfortable with it. So yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Um, Cheyenne and Sierra, what do you guys have to say about that um, in terms of someone limiting you outside of your parents telling you what to post and what not to post on your social media uh Cheyenne you want me to go uh I I don't care you can you can go (laughs) okay so uh yeah I actually knew a couple that um he didn't like her like following certain people he didn't like her following certain guys which I'm like oh that makes no sense but for her close friends since she's announced when she was little he didn't like it and then he, she didn't like him you know to tiktok up tiktok she did not like him like him liking any other girls like videos or whatever posts or following other girls uh tiktoks or whatever and they just get mad at each other and like with um posting he wouldn't want her to post any pictures of herself because then other guys will see her and think she's pretty and then he'd get mad if i were to post her and be like oh my god blah blah and then he'd be like, oh, no, take it down. Other guys are going to see she's pretty and whatever, whatever. I don't want them looking at her. She's mine. Like, she's an individual person without you. She was born without you. She doesn't need you. So on that, it's just really crazy how someone thinks that they can own someone to the point where they have to control, like, what they do on the internet. Thank you for that, Sierra, because I was going to ask, like, what, what's, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm glad that you jumped into that, to that like, who we don't we're not we're not property you know we're not owned and I want to clearly state say that you are no one's property young man young woman 
no one's property and no no other person for me other than your parents because your parents are trying to make sure that you're safe should be telling you what to post and not to post on social media unless it's a friend and you're posting something you know negative or something that may affect you badly and they're saying giving you certain encouragement but another um person a boy or a girl someone you're dating telling you not to post because they don't want someone else to look at you you know what does that do to a person what do you think Sierra that would do to a girl if a guy is saying to her don't post I don't want other people looking at you or even for a girl who's saying she doesn't want her boyfriend to post what do you think that girl is dealing with um I actually knew her but I know that with that she struggled with her self-image a lot like she would think she'd be like oh is it okay if I would they've broken up but now since today she'll be like oh do you think this looks okay on me like do I do you think other guys are gonna look at me weird or whatever and him I have no contact with him (laughs) so I have no idea how it affected him I really don't care either but with her I know it it affected her self-image a lot she doesn't like going out and certain things and even so she's always questioning herself and she's always like seeking validation from other people. Just feel like the things that she does out of free will aren't right, which is wrong, so. Yeah, wow, that, yeah, you know, so that's something that we have to identify. Like, why are we really doing that, right? Why is a girl or a boy really doing what they're doing? What's going on internally with them that they need to address first and foremost? So Sierra, you wanna introduce yourself? Oh, I forgot. Uh, hi, I'm Sierra Linky. Um, I am in eighth grade, and she said a cool fact. A cool fact is that, um, uh, I don't know. That's that's my mom, and this is my sister, and that's my cousin, and Miss Danielle. We love Miss Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a cool fact. You're all in the family here. <laughs> a couple of the girls are Miss in tonight um but if there's anybody out there watching and you have any points any suggestion any suggestions for our young people please put it there are any experiences that you have had as a young person or as an adult or as a parent or you know as someone who cares please share or ask the, the girls some questions you know we really want this to be interactive so um and show them some love you know i already see some hearts here thank you for that i see miss sherry's watching um uh, anna is watching mr pad is watching and um miss suzette is watching so I'm Miss Renee on my page and Miss Jessica. I'm just saying hi to everyone. Uh, Miss Donna, uh, Mets, hi. And Miss um, Olivia is watching with us. So um, thank you all for joining in. You know, say something to our girls if you want to. But now, Cheyenne, introduce yourself and, you know, give us some, some thoughts. Okay. Uh, hi. My name is Cheyenne. I am a freshman and um, something cool. Well, you guys already know I'm like related to these two girls right here (laughs) and my aunt and uh, Miss Danielle is awesome, of course. So (laughs) um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say. I like orange. I'm glad that I'm wearing this actually. Look Fuji. (laughs) (laughs) all right anyways (laughs) um I guess I'm gonna tell you guys one of my uh points so um 
teenage romantic relationships are more likely to turn violent um, when teens are like just not mature enough to communicate their feelings and their, um, you know, their emotions very much. So I think we should like acknowledge that it is hard to communicate sometimes. And, you know, if you know you have a hard time with communicating how you feel, you should, you know, probably let your partner know or probably try to deal with that on your own time before you even get into a relationship. Because if you're in a relationship with someone, you should have good communication. If you don't have good communication, there's already kind of an imbalance there. One person might be, you know, um, one person might just be very silent all the time, not really taking control over anything. And the other person might be very controlling, taking control of the whole relationship, you know, being very dominant. And you want to be able to have a balance of both dominance. You know, there should not be a dictator in the relationship. Everything should be equal. And um, communication Wait, is key. Huh? Sorry, say that My again. Bad. No, no, that was good. I'm interrupting because I want you to repeat. And I didn't realize I was at mute. Say that again. There shouldn't be a who in the relationship? Dictator. A dictator? Who's a dictator? Tell me who's a dictator because this is some serious stuff. Um, well, who's, uh, well, let me see. Um, I know when like, like commonly someone would think like, uh, you know, men would usually be the dictator in the relationship and the woman wouldn't. Men would usually be the head of the household. That's just tradition. That's mm -hmm. how it's been for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. But um, we should try to, we should try to be a little bit of unorthodox and try something new. You don't always have to have someone in control all the time. And, you know, don't be afraid to communicate with your partner about anything about how you feel or how they make you feel if they hurt you or something you know you shouldn't be afraid and you shouldn't just go along with anything because that's not the best for you if you're not happy in the relationship because the communication is so bad fix it and don't feel like just because you are female or just because you're weak or just because they said this, they said that, that means you should behave a certain way. You should be meek and you should be, you know, a little kept to yourself. It, be a little bold once in a while and try something new. Speak yeah. up and say something. And if they can't handle what you have to say, leave them. Right. Either you love them or you leave them. <laughs> I, love, I love that, Cheyenne. But I, I want to highlight something that you said, right? So we know that normally generally like you said for years and years that men have been leaders of the household but even then does that mean that they need to be dictators if they are no, no. definitely okay. not <laughs> we want to make that clear that as Cheyenne says in the relationship there shouldn't be a dictator and a dictator is a person that tells you what to do how to do it when to do it where to do it you know they they don't give you a choice to have an opinion or to have a, your own thought. So that's a dictator. It's not necessarily male or female. It's just a person in the relationship that um, controls the other person thoughts and actions, right? And like um, Cheyenne says, whosoever is leading in the family, um, even though traditionally it's, it's the male, it, it, that doesn't give you authority to then say, then I choose what goes on, when it goes on, and how it happens. So I love that point. Sorry, I interrupted your flow, Cheyenne, no, but I really fine. thought that was an awesome point in terms of there should not be a dictator. She took 
told you she's a freshman in high school. So if a freshman, a newly minted freshman in high school is stating this to you, um, th then it's something that we really need to take a moment to listen to and to hear and to start practicing. And as Shan said, if, yeah, leave them. If they're there. Love them or leave them. Just, that, just, just do that, you know, love them or leave them. <laughs> Don't be in the middle. What, what about someone that says it's hard to leave? I really love this person because, you know, um, they make me feel good or I don't, I'm not that pretty or I'm not that handsome. I don't have other guy or I don't shape like the other girls. He's the only guy that has looked at me or she's the only girl that has ever looked at me. So I have to deal with this because no one else is going to want me. What, what do you ladies say to that? Uh, do you want to be guys want to talk now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take over. <laughs> you can go, go on. If you got something to say, say it. Or see it, um, Janessa can go. <laughs> Janessa, you want to just go? I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Um, I would just say um, that at the end of the day, like someone said before, like, oh, seriously, like, use this world by yourself. So at the end of the day, even if, you know, that might be your first like experience in a relationship and like they're abusive, but they're the only like boyfriend or girlfriend you've ever had, you, you have yourself. And that's the most important thing. Um, like if someone is not being nice to you, but they're still, they still like want you around, like they don't deserve you at that point. Like even if they're the only person who's ever like paid you any attention, they obviously don't deserve you because they don't value you for who you are. Um, so I think you have to like do some self-reflection because it's hard to like leave some something that's like that's all you you ever known. Mm. But you have to like really do some self-reflection and take um, a chance to do something for yourself versus doing something to be comfortable. I love that point, um, Janessa. Self-reflection. I'm always talking about reflecting on self. What if there's a person that's just having a hard time doing it on their own? What advice, anyone? What advice would you give to a person that? you know, can't do it on their own, what would you, either of you say, or any of you say to that? Um, I know that when you're in that kind of relationship and like, you don't feel like you can be on your own, like you're like, oh, I need them. It's all like mental, like it's really hard to get through to a person like that. So I feel like they just have to find enough respect for themselves and others because if someone keeps on hurting you and then they keep coming back they're not going to learn so that they're going to think they can do it to someone else mm -hmm. so if you care about yourself and other people then you can know to stop it then and there like no this isn't okay you can't treat me or anyone else like this you know so I feel like you just have to really find confidence like a strong confidence within yourself to get um through to your own self yeah, I love that. We have to find confidence within ourselves. And then if you're still having a hard time by yourself, you know, I would suggest, and Miss Danielle can tell me, I would suggest, you know, finding someone that you can trust. I always talk about those trusted friends or trusted family member that can help you get through that. That's not going to force you through it, but it's going to help you through it, right? Because you need, you need that. Sometimes it's hard for us to take the next step by ourselves and we need someone to hold our hand or someone to encourage us. And so, you know, find that person. If you realize in yourself, I can't do this on my own, you know, it, again, it's, it's really not weak to ask for help. Then Miss Danielle, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, my, my, my mind went to, you know, creating a support system, you know, reaching out to those friends and your family and your sisters and cousins, you know, 
having having people there you know to help you get up when you are down like that and in these situations when you get down it seems like there's nothing like nothing else no reason to get back up again you know and like in these teen relationships you know it's all or nothing you know we we dive headfirst into relationships as teenagers because you know we want love and we strive for love you know no matter who you are most of us you know want to end up with somebody in the future and so when you get in your teen relationships it feels like this is the best thing that ever happened and when it doesn't end up the way it should be and when it's not a healthy relationship and you are left alone you know sometimes like a, like you know sometimes you are in pieces and you need some, some people to help you pick yourself back up and put yourself back together and those are those really good girlfriends or guy friends in your life that's your family and your siblings and your mom and dad you know, just find a trusted group of people or just a couple people or one person, you know, that you can confide in, you know, and have those conversations because it's, this is not something that you have to go through alone if you are in these situations because you are not alone. There are many people who have, um, who have experienced this and people that want to help you too. Yeah. It's very sad to hear, you know, many people, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you have stats on that. I know you have a lot of stats, but I, I don't know. So I'm not going to put you on the spot with that. But it's the percentage is really great when we think of young people and the age that it starts is really young, right? We would think um, girls and boys in middle school are not dealing with this, but they are. So parents, young people, if you're one of the persons that's dealing with this, don't feel like, you know, I'm the only individual dealing with this. You are really not. You just, And you know, it's important that you speak up, tell someone because most often young people don't tell their parents, right? They go through it silently and their parents don't even know that someone is abusing them that, um, you know, they call their boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, Sierra, do you want to share one of your facts? Uh, sure. It's on my phone, so I'm going to pull it up. No problem. I'm going to okay, that so up. I have this fact. It's teens who suffer dating abuse are more likely to have a long-term consequence like alcoholism, eating disorders, thoughts of suicide, and violent behavior. So it really, um, uh, abuse really affects you long-term. I feel like that's people would conclude that from abuse, but it's really like something that should be more defined in like at the end of a relationship because when the relationship ends, if it ends, if they get out, they're still, you know, like left really broken and it's really sad in my opinion. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those those stats that and again we were talking about that, right? What what does abuse look like? And then the effects of that right so it can be physical verbal emotional and then the long-lasting effects even if it's it's physical after those bruises heal like sierra talks about you know suicide sierra what else did you mention thoughts of suicide um eating disorders eating, uh, mm -hmm. alcoholism mm -hmm. uh, and violent behavior. yeah turn into substances right because you need something to make you feel better and if the world around you isn't feeling good you're turning into substances eating disorders because someone may tell you that you look a certain way or some of us when we're sad we don't eat or we eat too much to, to cope with whatever we're going through so eating disorder um, can be someone being anorexic or bulimic right you know not eating enough or eating too much and then forcing ourselves um, to vomit so um, 
all of those things contribute to um, young people being in relationships that are abusive. And so, um, if you, again, I'm going to keep saying if you are someone you know is in a relationship that's not healthy and any of these things that we're talking about sounds familiar, you know, you can reach out to us. You can send us a message, Miss um, Danielle or I, or, uh, or on um, individually, or you can send us a message on our Princesses and Ladies page here. And, you know, we are here to help. You know, I'm a therapist and Miss Danielle is working towards or so work degree and so we are here to help you and you, we here you have young people that you know your peers that are here to help you as well that will be able to talk you through who else want to share another fact i guess i'll share another one um okay one in three teenagers nearly 1.5 million in a romantic relationship admits to being in an unhealthy relationship. Um, I think this points out that, you know, this can happen to literally anyone and it's really common. You probably don't, probably don't hear it very often, but it is a common thing. And, you know, you should be aware that this can happen to literally anyone. It's not just females, but it's also males. And um, you, 1.5 million that's a lot and this has been going on for a long time i think people especially teenagers need to be aware that this is a real thing and that um yeah just because it isn't like physical like we mentioned before that doesn't mean it's not like still important because it is and you know i just stated that fact just so everyone knows that this is a common thing this is real this is not a lie and you should just be aware of this. So if you're dating now and um, if you're thinking about dating, just be aware of what teen dating violence is and um, make sure you're prepared because anything can happen. Yeah, Cheyenne, you answered the question I have in terms of the numbers. Could you repeat that number again? Cause I think it's worth repeating. <laughs> 1.5 million. And it's like one out of, wow. out of three kit. Yeah. One in every like three teenagers would admit to having wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So of the three of you sitting here in general, one of you in, you know, it would be that, right? That's how it is, right? <laughs> one out of three, right? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> I have no other word but wow. It yeah one in any amount is a lot but one in three adds up to a whole lot young people are you hearing you're not alone it's not just you one in three of you are experiencing this parents aunts uncles grandparents listen your young people are dealing with this one in three of them you take young people in a room and wow yeah yeah i'm probably gonna I, I was I just wanted to say I think like we don't realize how many people it really affects because in in the media and in movies it's romanticized in some like positions you know the abuse that can occur with um with teenagers so they think it's normal this is what happens to everybody you know this is what love is I mean in like some of the biggest movies um the manipulation and the control that you know stereotypically the men have over the women in these movies and tv shows that's what our teens are watching that and thinking oh this is what love is supposed to look like 
this is what the media is telling us that love is supposed to look like. I'm supposed to, you know, obey, you know, and listen. And, you know, he's supposed to control these different things. When in reality, that's not what love is. And our media is failing us in that, in that perspective. Because then we look at the numbers in what one in three teenagers and we're like, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> that number is astronomical. But in, that's the reality of it because our media is not helping the situation, you know? You know, I, I love how you put, how you stated that. It's sad, but it's very true that when you see that on TV shows, oh, then this is normal. This is what I should aim for because they make it look good and right and, 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 and normal and it's truly not and there's nothing good about it and nothing right about it. And so, you know, we, we have a choice then too into what we watch, right? And to dictate to media then, you know, what are they feeding us and what are they feeding the people that we love and care about? Very true, Miss Danielle, I like that point. Okay, who's gonna share another? Um, what Miss Danielle was talking about, like how they romanticize it. I can't remember. I learned this in like health, so like sophomore year, where like abusers will follow like a cycle of like everything will be fine and then they'll get mad at something and then they'll like do the actual abuse, whether it's physical or verbal or whatever. And then they'll like apologize and then they'll buy some like do like a nice gift or something and then the cycle just repeats. And that's kind of like the romanticizing we see in like the media because you're like oh they had a huge argument he said this that and the other but then the next day like he bought her a Lamborghini da, 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 da. and so they're like oh that must be okay because he still loves her because he spent all that money but it's not that's just like the cycle of the manipulation that occurs yeah yeah <laughs> there's so much going through my head with that of and and that's you know something that abusers do not all of them that tendency of i hurt you but then i give you something in a sense to try to make up for the hurt right and we look past that like oh this person is sorry because then they went out and spent all this money um to buy me this and it, it may even skew some people to think the only way i'm gonna get this if someone treat me trashy <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah very good points ladies very good points who else wants to share another point um jumped on thank you everyone that's been watching um miss brooke Miss uh, uh, who is this? Austin is watching, and Alicia Abraham, Miss Parker is on here. Miss Mrs. Parker said, "Good job, Danielle," and um, Stacy Hagen is watching. Thank you for joining us. And um, Janessa, uh, Miss Parker said, "Janessa, that's so true. So awesome job so far, everyone." And thank you, everyone that's interacting. We want some interactions. If there are young people listening, we want to hear from you as well. So who's next? Who's going to go with another um, fact? Okay, so I have another one, which is only one out of three of the teens who are involved in an abusive relationship, um, like tell somebody about the violence. And um, I'm not, I wish that I wasn't shocked, but like, I'm not because I see like where they're coming from, like why they wouldn't tell somebody because they feel like embarrassed or they feel like, oh, this shouldn't be happening to me, especially if it's like a younger person and like, oh, I shouldn't even like be in this kind of relationship. I'm too young or if they're like older or whatever. And it's just like, if you're in a bad relationship then you need to feel like you can talk to somebody about it. Like my mom has said multiple times, reach out to like your family or your friends or even just like 
that you know you can talk to about it because you need to get out of the situation as soon as possible. Good point, Sierra. Good point. Could you tell me your your um, stats uh, stats again? Repeat it. I think it's always worth repeating those numbers. One out of three teens who are involved in an abusive right. relationship tell. Okay, so one out of three tell. Okay, okay, okay. We need to raise that number, right? We need to raise the number of those who are um, speaking about it. And I just want to point out, uh, Miss Danielle has been really good at putting these facts out um, on the webs on our um, Facebook and on our Instagram page. So check that out because she does have the one in three teens in the US will experience um, physical, sexual and emotional abuse from someone they're in a relationship with before they become adults. And that's the one that Cheyenne shared, um, found as well. So you want to look at these facts, share these facts. We're putting them out there, not as decoration for um, Facebook or Instagram, but truly to bring awareness um, to what is going on. And every month we share um, something different, even though we're speaking uh, um, about um, teen violence right now you know every month there are several things happening but this is just our focus right now but so i encourage you to continue site not just our website our social media and if you are not following it please follow it because we are updating it um every week with different stats for you and she uh miss daniela has one more here that says 43 percent of women in college report experiencing violence or abusive dating behaviors 43 percent of women in college report experiencing violent or abusive dating behaviors and so we know in college the age that starts at 17 at 18 um, and upward. So uh, that's a large number, 43%. Wow. So it, it continues, right? It continues. Uh, this thing that starts as early as our younger um, young men and girls in middle school continues um, throughout college as well. And we want to help to put a stop to that. So let me stop talking. Who else wants to share? everyone share their three points wait oh go ahead okay Cheyenne. um i do have like i think i have like one more to share yeah i have one more to share okay so um girls between 16 and 24 are three times as likely than any other demographic to be abused by a boyfriend or any other intimate partner repeat that stats again uh 16, so girls between 16 and 24 are three times as likely than any other demographic mm -hmm. to be abused by a boyfriend or any other intimate partner. See, yeah, and there goes again, you know, 16, then high school into college years, as you know, we just talked about the, that demographic. So here we go, it being repeated again and again as to who it's um, affecting. And so we, you know, we need to, we need to continue to bring awareness to that. What do you guys think about all these numbers <laughs> that you are hearing? What's, what are the thoughts that are coming to your mind? Um, yeah, it's definitely scary. Cause like me in my head, I'm like visualizing like how many people that would be in like a room. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of people. Like, 
half of these people like I go to school with probably experience this and don't even know or like they don't know how to like deal with it because mm-hmm. it's always like a hush topic but it shouldn't be because it's so common clearly due to all the numbers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I wonder what our school's system can do right do you guys have these conversations in school what can our school system do what would you suggest if there are educators listening or administrators of schools listening young people what would you suggest that needs to be added to the curriculum what conversations need to be had you know organizations I know it's so hard for organizations to get into schools to have these well needed real life conversations what are your recommendations Well, I know the high school, when you take like your health class or whatever, it's required that you go over like dating, like violence and whatever. So my school did a pretty good job like covering that and giving you examples of what it looks like, what it's like, you know, signs and stuff like that. But I think just being more aware and having more conversations about it. Like if a teacher sees like a couple like in the hallway and like they're yelling at each other, well, we're on Zoom now. But, you know, like in theory, like if you see something happening, don't just like oh, it's none of my business. Like, yeah, it's kind of part of your job as an educator to educate students. It doesn't always have to be on like algebra, but if you see something, yeah. you know, say something, don't, don't um, quiet. Yeah. If you see something, say something. I, I love that. We can't just be bystanders, silent bystanders. And like you said, you're Educator, you know, we're teach, teaching life lessons as well. It's not just academics. Um, so, Janessa, as you mentioned, um, this happening in health class in high school. Were any of these conversations happening in middle school? Yeah, this, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. No, they don't. Well, at least for my middle school, they don't have as much conversations. I don't remember them talking about teen violence actually at all. And yeah. I'm like, so it's going to be my last year so they don't they talk did about when that. I was there I mean mm-hmm. like they did they like do this new they did this um new thing in the morning once when they would like try to um like before class would start they would like try to calm the class down called a calm classroom um but once we did go over it like once teen dating mm-hmm. violence and stuff but that was like once no one mm-hmm. um really emphasized on it very much Mm. um we don't really discuss it as we Mm. should in middle Mm -hmm. school and in high school those really do need to be discussed so is that your recommendation then Cheyenne because you mentioned it should be discussed more is that your recommendation most definitely I feel like issues that can go on in the world and especially in teens lives should definitely be discussed and um middle school and in high school because it can happen even though they're touchy subjects I mean you know truth hurts the world is tough and you got to prepare your students and um you got to make sure they're ready for life because when it hits you it hits you and you got to be prepared for it so make sure you educate them about anything and everything even if it's hard to talk about we got to talk about it at some point or else it's just going to get even worse Yes. Cheyenne, I love the point you made about, you know, it being touchy, right? It, it's such taboo. Um, what do you say to a parent or, you know, an educator, an administrator at school that says, oh, my, my daughter, my son is too young for that. They're not even dating yet. We, we shouldn't tell them about that. We shouldn't pollute their thoughts with stuff like that. What would you say parent to an educator, to an, an administrator at school? Um, I would tell them 
that, uh, yes, this is a delicate topic. And yes, you do have to be um, careful with how you tell your students or your children about these things. Um, of course, make sure they're mature enough to even understand. And um, make sure you tell them kind of at the earliest because mm -hmm. things can happen at any time, you know, like um, molestation, that can happen at any age. Mm -hmm. You gotta make sure your child is aware of what it is and you know, that's not okay. There's a difference between safe touch and unsafe touch. And mm -hmm. um, on the topic we're talking about now, teen dating violence, um, you know, your teenagers probably gonna start dating in middle school and you're not even gonna know about it. <laughs> you know, <Say> um, <laughs> or something. Um, I'm just saying, don't like, don't hover and everything because then they're not gonna wanna talk to you. Try to get down to their level and try to make them comfortable. Don't go and confront them because no one's gonna want to talk to anyone if they're just confronting them like that, nah, nah, nah. you know? Just have a conversation and if anything, just listen. Instead of just talking, just listen because then they'll want to talk to you. Don't force your kid to talk to you because then they're not gonna wanna say anything to you. Mm -hmm. um, try to ease them into it and make sure you just let them speak on their own time and um, make sure you just tell them the truth. Don't sugarcoat anything because nothing should be sugarcoated, especially when it comes to these topics. Just say it as it is, mm -hmm. uh, even if it hurts, even if it's really hard to tell them, even if you feel like they're not ready, they're probably gonna be ready and you gotta rip off the bandage at some point and mm -hmm. you know, let it heal or whatever. Just you know, do it at the right time and um, don't force it and don't rush it because then it's just going to be a mess. <laughs> good, good points, Cheyenne. Perfectly said, you know, as you said, talk about it because the chances are they're already talking about it at school. Chances are they might be in a relationship or if they're not thinking about it. And um, it's best that we start the conversation, parents, adults, before our children get into a situation where they're then uncomfortable. But if dialogue has been going on prior to anything happening, they're more comfortable, um, ideally, um, to then come to us. Uh, Janessa or Sarah, anything to add to that? Yeah, I wanted to add on to that, to what Cheyenne said. And I know this is kind of brutal, but either you're gonna tell them about it or they're gonna find out about it in like the worst way possible. So just be straightforward with them because yeah, middle schoolers, especially in middle school, they know way more than you think. Like they know a lot. And then for, especially elementary school, because I never talked about like um, violence or anything in elementary school, even because they're little. So you could say, oh, boys don't go and hit a girl and be like oh it's because I like her like no common decency probably teach them that again because no that's just I know that's how girls get now they're like oh he likes you whenever he's playing around with you he likes you but no that that shouldn't be the standard so I feel like that needs to be taught again and then for middle school yeah definitely I know we talked about sexual abuse before but it's um the same information every single year so I feel like it needs to be dive do dove in is that a word like into deeper about mm -hmm. yeah dive into deeper about everything and then um with abuse and everything especially because it's teen violence and we are teens in middle school and then if you deal with it in high school and they talk about it and you're not going to know like everything is coming at you at once 
like you're in high school and everything's already changing like drastically so it's just going to be a lot if you just wait until they're older so kind of just like shift them into it because it's their world too you know yeah yeah i love that point and i love the point about really i'm gonna use my own words changing the narrative here like you said right it's not cool to be like the boy hits you because he likes you in, in elementary school and so it's normal you tell the girl it's okay and for the guy to be like okay then it's okay for me to hit so it's really for us to then change it and teach our sons no if you like a girl hitting her or punching her and running away is not the way to show her that you like her and to teach her daughters if a, a boy does that not to accept that you know tell him he can talk to you or there's a better way um to get your attention than hitting or punching you and running away so i truly truly believe that adults i hope you're out there listening that we grew up with that or parents grew up with that. Their parents probably grew up with that. And now we need to, to change that. It's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute anymore because it's, 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 it's um, translating into adulthood where this becomes um, the norm and we really have to change that. So I am going to play, uh, share my screen to just play the video. Like I said, um, Mackenzie, uh, one of the other girls is here, but she was so kind. She was like, Miss Cynthia, I can send you a video because I won't be able to do that. Of course, you know, our young people are doing so many different things and um, she wasn't available today, but she made herself available to do this for us. Um, so thank you, Kenzie. Um, everybody seeing that? Okay, so here we go. There's no sound. So the first one is roughly- You guys hearing it now? Okay, let me go back. Sorry, everyone. Let me know if you're hearing it now. Hello. Um, I have three facts. Are we hearing um, it? I found on Teen Day yeah, Performance, okay. and then I just speak about anything and just my thoughts on it. So um, I'm just going to read them now. So the first one is roughly 1.5 million high school kids basically harmed or hit um, in their romantic relationships in the last year. And then one in three young people will be in an unhealthy uh, unhealthy abusive relationship in a lifetime and then the third one is females between the ages of 16 and 24 are roughly three times more likely to be abused um so i personally have never like gone through that type of thing nor do i know anyone who's or at least i don't think i do know anyone that has gotten physically like harmed um i'm sure it's have been that I know have been unfortunately in an unhealthy like toxic relationship emotionally like they just play with them like play with their emotions and stuff like that um I feel like I've definitely heard of that um but it's just kind of sad um that at such a young age kids are having to go through this and think some people might think this is okay when it's not and it's like we need to teach we don't really teach kids like good like romantic relationship advice I guess just because it's like 
it's like, oh, don't think about that. But then if you don't think about it, kind of, it's like you won't know what to do when you're in one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think for some people it comes naturally. Um, so I feel like we need to be teaching kids like more your stuff about relationships and what should and shouldn't happen and stuff like that. And you want to know one thing? I saw this thing where it was like, um, you teach your kids at a young age that being hit by boys is a sign that they like you which I do want to point out because like when I was younger it's like oh a boy hit me at school today a lot of people say oh he likes you oh he has a crush on you so it's kind of teaching young boys that hey if I hit her that means I like her and it's teaching young girls that if he hits me he likes me kind of thing which is something I never realized that we were taught at such a young age um but yeah, we need to stop teaching kids that too. But yeah, that's so yeah. Awesome, right? So it's like <laughs> here we go that all of us have experienced. Bravo. Bravo. She said everything. I mean, some of the points that we're saying is like repeated too. Yeah. So this this is real, guys. This is reality. Reality show. <laughs> Right, Cheyenne, if more than one person is saying it and this was not rehearsed, then that surely means that something is going on that we need to attention to and we really need to listen to the narratives of what everyone is saying about this. And it makes sense. It's like, Mackenzie was like, wait a minute, this was taught to us. And just like oh, each of you have said it, Cheyenne, Sierra, Janessa, uh, Miss Danielle, I have sweep all said it like, yeah. And oh my God, Janessa and Sierra, if I did that, I have to publicly apologize. <laughs> I don't know if I did, because I'm like, don't take nothing from anyone. So I don't know. You guys have to tell me if I did. <laughs> but if I did, I'm sorry, because I'm not quite sure if I did. <laughs> but parents, Adults, go apologize to your young people if you did, or if you even if you don't remember if you did or not. Um, yeah, no, that's not right. We're going we're going to stop that right now when we see a young boy hitting a girl. Like, why are you hitting her? <laughs> you know, and let's have conversations. And that's even another thing, right? We're not gonna pick on the boys, but this idea of that I don't have to talk to you, right? Um, yeah, instead of hitting me or punching me and running away, say hello. <laughs> you know, then boys grow up to be men who don't talk. And yeah, so all of those things do add up. It's, it, it, you just saw that light bulb come off. Mackenzie's like, wow, <laughs> as it did for each and every one of us. Um, interesting, guys. So just going through again, um, who else came on here? Uh, Laura, uh, Jessica, Miss Pam is here, and she said exactly. She says love taps, right? Love taps are not acceptable. <laughs> and um, she says, Cheyenne, great points. Parents have to talk and provide a safe space for their children to share. Came in late, but this has been good. That's from Miss Pam. So you guys are rocking it, doing great. And yes, we need to create safe spaces. And if we don't do, I don't know, we don't always do good jobs at that parents, right? I can say that I don't always do a good job, but Cheyenne said, you know, we need to listen more and talk less. And I'm such a talker. And sometimes I say, oh, so shut up. <laughs> Let them talk <laughs> in my head. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> 
you know, we need to let our children talk. And so when we do fail at um, whatever we're doing, parenting is truly difficult or, you know, um, whether you are the biological parent, what adoptive or grandparents, whosoever you're raising a child, it is truly difficult. And so we learn as we go. And um, for me, it's always when I do it wrong or I mess up is to say, I'm sorry. So my children themselves learn that. And that's in relationship to, right, Miss Danielle, the ability for us to say, I'm sorry, as we're talking about teen dating um, balance is that yeah, saying you're sorry, but not just saying you're sorry, but meaning it and not repeated it, right? Because these guys or girls say they're sorry, buy gifts, but then they repeat the behavior again. And so you can't just say sorry. You have to say sorry, mean it, and desist. <laughs> yeah, you have to break the cycle. Yeah. The cycle continues into our your adult relationships then, you know, and you become a, like, you become a victim once again, you know, and you take these traits of, I can, I'll take this abuse, you know, and it's okay. And I'll, he'll be better next time, you know, and that's going to, it's going to continue. And then you may raise your children, you know, to be part of that cycle. And so stopping that cycle as, as early as you can, you know, in eighth grade or in your, in your high school years or in college, if you're in a relationship in college and it's, you know, it's abusive, you know, you have to stop it and stand up for yourself because if not, we don't know where, you know, the cycle is going to take you. Yeah, you know, and, and another point to parents, because I'm a parent is to say, girls who see their mothers being abused are more likely to then um, be abused by a boy, a man when they get older than girls who didn't see their mothers being abused by their father or, or a male figure. And the same for boys, boys who see their father, the male figure abusing their mother, seeing their mother abused are more likely to become abusers and abuse girls and women. And so even adults, we truly have a responsibility to make sure the household that we're in, that there's you know, we try to get away from abuse if abuse is in our home, if we are the abuser to stop being abusers, if we're being abused to, you know, get away from that abuser because that transition, we think, you know, it's just our lives and it doesn't affect our children or we're there for whatever reason, but it truly affects them because believe it or not, <laughs> they do do <laughs> repeat the same cycles uh, as us, right? To help. Um, to make it different, right? To make their environment safe for them, to make normal the right normal. Because if you grow up and see abuse, you think abuse is normal, right? And then even if you don't grow up to see abuse, if um, no one is talking to you, like Mackenzie said, no one is talking to you about relationship because we tell them we don't want them to be in relationships. So then they don't come to us when it's unsafe. So we all need to do a better job. Yes, and so as we're coming down to the wire, final thoughts from everyone, Miss Daniel, um, Janessa, she, um, Sierra, and Cheyenne, final thoughts. Who wants to go first? Um, I guess my final thought was just to know your worth, know that you deserve um, to be like cherished and loved the right way. Um, and that doesn't include violence. So just know your worth and know that you can always talk to someone about it if something does happen. Oh yeah, um, I agree with Janessa. And I feel like uh, a lot of people really like say the same thing to like try to get it through your head. Like you need to know that you can talk to someone about it. And like, it's not something you should be embarrassed about because 
it's like a real thing like like i said earlier it's your world too so just you know just today you're alone with yourself when you go to bed at night and like as i said before you were born by yourself so whatever yourself okay to make yourself happy you should by all means make sure that you're doing that happiness doesn't hurt right we can't say we're happy if there's hurt involved that's that's false you know that's a fallacy you know you can't be happy and being hurt and being abused in any form we can um make ourselves believe that that is happiness like we can make ourselves believe that that is love so we got to have the true definition of what it means to be happy and what he talked about earlier what love really um means right um i guess to kind of wrap up uh i'll say that um if you are in a relationship like this um make sure you you have the courage to leave you know, because it might get better, but it might also just get worse. And like we've said before, it's a cycle. So they might make you feel better about yourself and they might make you feel like, yes, we are going to work this out. But then at the end of the day, they're just going to make you feel bad again, or they're going to attack you again, you know, so be aware of how the cycle works and make sure you get some help and you do form a support system so it's easier for you to just leave. And um, you guys, guys, girls, whoever you identify as, um, make sure you do break this cycle. Just because you're a girl or a female, that doesn't mean you have to be meek. Don't be meek, be bold. Just because you are a boy or a male, that doesn't mean you have to be masculine and all quiet and, ooh, you know, boom, boom, boom. Don't gotta be like that. It's okay to be emotional and to cry and to tell your girlfriend or your wife how you feel. And, oh, you did this, you said this. I didn't like that. Can we talk about that? You know, communicate. Communication is key in a relationship, guys. You shouldn't be you know, um, passive aggressive or aggressive or anything, just talk and don't be afraid to. We have to break this cycle and we have to, we have to be better people. You know, we are Gen Z's or we are younger millennials. We're not boomers. So let's be better than them. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say, you guys, change the world and break the cycle. <laughs> Right in the cycle, Gen Z's, yay! <laughs> you guys, awesome, Miss Danielle. <laughs> yeah, my final points um, would be to, again, like Cheyenne said, to create that support system around you, whether it be just one friend or, you know, multiple friends, or, you know, confide in your parents if you feel the need, like if, like, if it's getting as bad, you know, talk to someone, talk to your parents if you feel comfortable. Like Miss Cynthia said earlier, reach out to us. You can email us, you know, um, or just message us on the Facebook page or Instagram. We will reply because we are here for you and we don't want anybody to be suffering alone because you are not alone in this. You have a support system and there are people out there that love you and want better for you. And if you have watched this Facebook live and you're saying like, I want to do more and I want to advocate more, advocate for more education in your school system. Like we've heard today, our, you know, our school system and our media are failing our children and our teenagers about teen dating violence. You know, they try to cram a lot into one 
health class. And so maybe advocate, you know, your school to include more information about teen dating violence or have them celebrate teen dating violence week where you have a week of information and, you know, wear an orange on, on the Tuesday. So, you know, I hope this information, like someone can take it and run with it and advocate, or this will help somebody who is currently um, facing teen dating violence. Awesome. Awesome, Miss Danielle. Awesome, Janessa. Awesome, Sierra. Awesome, Cheyenne. You know, um, let's see. Uh, Miss Kim says, true Cynthia, abnormal behavior becomes normal to those in abusive relationships. Um, Miss Emma is watching. Miss Kim also said, um, awesome conversations, lady. Great job. And I truly believe there's some smiling face here. I think when Cheyenne was just like, look, we Gen Zs, we're not. <laughs> And so thank you everyone for that hour went by quickly you get, we we do this thing all the when we do this it goes by so quickly I'm impressed right miss daniel the young people listen you need a group for your young people i'm gonna put up shameless them join lot right we these girls have been growing up in this and there's a couple of the girls who aren't here but have been growing up into this and we have these conversations openly and so if you're having a hard time having the discussion send them to our group right we're gonna um do it virtually um you know have them be a part of a group a girls group a guys group you know and princesses and ladies inc is here um, to support our women and girls. And this is what we do. We help being, build strong women for the future. I promise you, these young ladies that you see on the screen, they're gonna change the world. And the ones that aren't on the screen right now are going to change the world. And, and we truly believe that the life, the ones that we've impacted in the future with um, the sessions that we've had with them, whether that's one time or twice, two sessions they came to, that it's gonna help them because these are the conversations um, that we have. We to talk freely um, during our sessions, you know, everything you, you know, if something needs to remain confidential for them, it's just a safe space and they enjoy coming and enjoy talking. And so ladies, thank you so much for joining tonight. Miss Danielle, thank you. Thank you for your continuous um, posting these facts and sharing with us. And so we just ask you, Sophie, thank you for joining. We ask you to share this video. You know, it's live now and it's going to be on the page, the Facebook page. Please share this video with other um, people that you know, with parents, uh, with guardians, with all adults, educators, right? Um, people in the community, community leaders and share them with young people because the difference starts with us right we have conversations and then we need to act and if your only action is sharing this video we would appreciate you um doing so and then one other plug look for the masquerade ball someone calls me today miss danielle asking about the masquerade ball it's coming up we're going to post some information soon it's going to be a virtual event we're going to be doing it um via zoom so look out for that uh so get ready gear up for that get ready for that purchasing tickets and all somebody's like do we need to get our tickets what's gonna happen do we need to get our dresses i'm like yes still get your dress up clothes you know we're going to have fun with that and you know just continue to support us continue to donate um because a part of what we do is we work with um women men who have uh been through a different kind of trauma and part of that is being abused right um whether that's with an intimate partner or you know various forms of abuse and so um you donated to the organization will help with that so um that's my long plug <laughs> 
how we're going to stop. And so everybody want to turn on and say thank you and have a good Tuesday night, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs> thank you. Bye, guys. You may follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lovely Linky and YouTube at Lovely Linky Inspirations on my website at lovelylinkyinspirations.com. You may also email me at lovelylinkyinspirations at gmail.com. Please share, like, and subscribe. Until next time, let's stay connected. So come now, join me next week as we continue to encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Talk soon. Until then, live good. <laughs>